We here at Ladies Night In are proud to be sponsored by Robert Renteria of the Renteria Realty Group at Keller Williams Realty, Boise. Whether you're searching for your dream home in and around Boise or planning your next adventure outside of our beautiful state, he's the man for the job. Robert has 21 years of experience in this industry and is passionate about sharing his knowledge through coaching and consulting with realty and investment groups around the country. So when the time is right, contact Robert at backslash. Ladies night in. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to the Ladies Night In. Welcome. welcome. Um, I'm back in the studio. Finally. 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 I definitely had to support the Rocky football team, which I'm so glad I did. It was such a good game. I've got to go see some games. Yes, you do. Yes, Damn. you do. I love football. But, so but before we get started, I'm going to welcome in our, she's my neighbor. Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> she is my neighbor. Her name is T. And I snagged her as I was pulling out of the driveway. She did. She did. She abducted the neighbor. She said she was going to the gym and I said, let's podcast first. Oh, fun. <laughs> I love it. Aloha. So, oh, and she's from Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> say it the way you say it. Hawaii. There you go. Oh, with a V. That's the oh. way we throw it down. <laughs> I like it. Her name is, wait a minute. You said Tiara, and I said, can I call you Tiara? Can, can. <laughs> can. Whatever you so, want. So, what do, what do you prefer? T. T. Okay, because that that's what I know you by. I know. Okay. <laughs> but I kind of dig in Tiara. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So we have another high-energy female in the studio with us. We're so Fantastic. excited. Fantastic. Okay, before we get kicked off on this today's episode. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the Backstreet Boys. Oh, my God. We, after, yeah, after last week, after Shannon did her thing, we teamed up and went to the Backstreet Boys. Oh, my God. Do you want a domino? Throwback. It was such a throwback. So it was surprising to me. So they got up and talked. They were super, like, Great, grateful that we were there. You just felt like they were very humble, and whether it was an act or not, I, I felt it. It was cool. But, yeah, they said that they've been together for, like, almost 30 years. So I started doing the math, and I was 19 when they came out. I totally thought it was a high school thing for me, but apparently not. So it was those years when I was falling in love and doing all the mushy shit, you know. And mm. so, um, oh, my God, they sounded fantastic. They looked great, high energy, great show, like, Oh my gosh, we squealed a lot. We did. We squealed. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> and danced like oh. all the time. Just we're rocking it. It was so and, fun. And we brought a gal with us. Her name is Sheena. And she had never been to a concert <laughs> before. Oh, she went to like Mamheim Steamroller, whatever that, that, that is. That doesn't like, count. <laughs> Man, I'm steamroller. They're That's only the only. Con- she kept going. This is so cool. This is so cool. The smoke, the lights, the. Yeah. She had the hots for Was Nick too. She's like, he's kind of got a dad bod, but I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. best concert ever! It was it, really. I mean, awesome. it was so flashback for me to high school. Oh yeah. You know, my I told my oldest little boy that I was headed out to Backstreet Boys, and his response was. Backstreet Boys are still alive, <laughs> oh and God. I was like, "Backstreet Boys are my age." Yeah. He's like, "They're not dead." Like, oh my God, such a dick. <laughs> well, shoot, they were just babies when they started. Mm-hmm. Nick right. was thirteen. AJ was fourteen. Like that's nuts. Right? And the oldest one was twenty-one. 21. So he's a, he's in his early. He's 50s. fifty-one. Yeah, fifty-one or fifty-two. Anyway, 
Anyways, if you have not been to a Backstreet Boys concert, throw on a t-shirt, go support, and bring out your inner child. Oh, I know. It, it was, was the awesome. best. Was I so would go fun. again, and I would want to be in the pit. And pr- just No touch, kidding. Just want to touch her feet. I know. These girls were like, we touched him like 50 times. I was like, shit, that would have been so For cool. Sure. That would have been so cool. <laughs> Yeah, I'm spend the money next time. But yeah, and props to my my 17 year old who not only drove our tipsy butts, but he also picked us up. So that was good because there was like no Ubers in town because there was too much happening. Right. So he's pretty reluctant. Didn't yeah. want to drive middle aged women around. He goes, I am not driving middle aged drunk women around. I'm like, oh, but you are. <laughs> okay, we were far from we drunk. were far from drunk. Right. We were just happy. People at the gas station liked us so much. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, so let's kick off today's episode dun, with Okay. What kind of woman are you? I'm super curious. So I think I'm a blend. I had no idea that there was as many women, I guess labeled women as there is. I didn't know what they were. Everybody's heard of your typical alpha female. Do you fit what that definition is? Um, some people are not alpha females, and some of it is like beta females, omega females, delta females, sigma females. What is all of that? I know. I right? liked a bit of it, and I was like, shit, I don't know if I'm any of that. But Okay, so okay. alpha females, that is... Like, we've all heard of it, right? And according to Google, it is a special kind of leader. Powerful, successful woman, often in leadership roles, often described as intimidated by men and women. Intimidated by or intimidated, like people are intimidated of her. Well, right. Like, she's She's intimidating intimidating to, to people that, like... Come yeah. into her space. Yes, yes. And okay. so until you really get to know them, they put off a very strong energy. Okay. And so you have to ask yourself, it, do you fit that definition? Does it go further and say what's at their core? Well, so here's what alpha personality is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A woman who has embraced her leadership ambitions. She is talented, highly motivated, and self-confident. Okay. So... You, should we branch off? Who do we know as like, who, who's alpha female off the top of your head? Who's in who's in the news that that you know you would describe as an alpha female? Who in the news? I never watched the damn. Oh news. God, let me go. Yeah. Okay, you go. Okay, you go. Okay, let's talk about every. You know, the the Kardashians have what twenty five seasons out. They can be stupid, but you know, whatever. We can we can pick them apart, or we can celebrate some of their mm-hmm. successes. Yeah, right? I would agree with that. So I think the ultimate alpha there is their mom, Kris oh, yeah. Jenner. Mm-hmm. Like she's raised six millionaires. She and and she's not done. Right. And so I watch how she presents herself in the media. I watch how she um, goes out to these fashion shows and she supports her daughters and and loves on her grandchildren, has embraced the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing, still has a great relationship there, you know, but she isn't afraid to cry or show some emotion or right. or ultimately just be human. Mm-hmm. So I think she's a great example of the definition of an alpha female. Yeah. She doesn't take anything from, like, she knows her worth. She demands what she's worth, and she's demanded that of her children as well. For and sure. regardless of how they got their start, they bust their ass and they, they work for what they have. And yeah, they live a great life, but they've earned it. I mean, a lot of people oh, say they're sure. just fluff, but 
they work hard and yes, they did come from money, which helps. Their dad had a lot of money and you can build from that, which is awesome. So even though but he, it, they he, never have sat on their laurels. They've never just said, I have money, I don't have to do anything. Right. They they continued to move forward and like push. So this was something that I read in the media. You know, when you said they they did come from money, you know, their dad had an estate, whatever. Mm-hmm. So whether it's celebrity attorney. Well well yeah. and whether it is, you know, like factual news or false news like I did read that he didn't leave the kids got nothing it went to like whoever the current spouse was oh and so so I I wondered if that was true I don't know I don't know either well I'm I'm certain that well I'm certain well so Chris started building businesses I think before she divorced her husband or before they did he die and then so he had cancer but didn't wasn't he still married to her when he died? Were they divorced? No, they were divorced. Okay. Well, I'm so, so that's why I said I think yeah. it may have went to according to what the news said that it may have went to his significant other or current spouse at the time because I I think he only had maybe eight weeks from diagnosis to death. Oh wow! So I'm short. And I know that it said that Robert, his son, did get something mm-hmm. being the only boy, but I heard the daughters did not. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, Chris started doing the whole entrepreneur thing before the girls were doing their thing. You know right. what I mean? Like she was launching businesses before, and you know, and Kim kind of started out as a stylist for Paris Hilton, and she liked being in the limelight with her dad. Like she would go to different celebrity courtroom stuff, and she liked being there and being his assistant. And yeah, she liked, she said she wanted to be famous. That was her goal, and so she... Luckily, because of him, was able to make celebrity contacts and then branch off of that. But she still was hustling. She was still oh, styling, yeah. and she was still trying to figure out where she fit and how to build on that. So, um, I just had a thought. Give it a minute. It'll download. <laughs> download. But no, I think you're right because she she's a boss bitch. I mean, well, and Chris I think uh, between bitch. between her, Kim, and Kylie, I think their their net worth is the highest. I think. Okay. I think that's, yeah, aside from Chris, mm-hmm. right? So right. Interesting. Yeah. So she's the first one that comes to mind. I love how she presents herself. I love that she, you know, some people can get really flamboyant. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't hide the fact that she's had work done, but I do think every time she steps foot on the red carpet, she has a very elegant oh, look, yeah. look she, to her. Oh, yeah. So, so anyway, Chris Jenner's on my top. Yeah. Number two. I mean, there's always freaking <laughs> Oprah. I mean, but she's a little more, I don't want to say irrelevant, because I think that she had her heyday more when I was in my 20s, where I really looked to her show and where she was a lot more relevant. Well, and her, I think I think her legacy was built on, you know, the, the fact that she was so vulnerable and she talked about her childhood mm-hmm. and the circumstances that she grew up in. And that she constantly wanted personal yeah. growth. She constantly yeah. wanted to look internal and she wanted, and then she wanted that for other people as well. Yeah. It was so cool. But also she's, she's someone that stands up for what she believes in and doesn't take anything off anyone and but also wants to support others. She's really helped a lot of people grow their businesses and grow their, whether it be their books or their products that she would endorse. She was supportive of right. other, of other right. entrepreneurs. And she had a great voice for a long time. I mean, I still, I mean, she definitely because of my age that she influenced my life a yeah. lot in watching her show after school and just learning a lot about the world that I was completely unaware of. 
you well, know what I she mean? was very, I think she was the one that kind of got from her show, the gift giving started mm-hmm. because she would always give audience members a huge, you know, like, like Isn't a gift. A car, yeah. yeah. Like, and I think that that was the biggest one is that she gave everyone in the audience a car. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, that just went, I mean, viral and national. So <laughs> I, yeah. wish, I wish I could give my, oh my friends no. a car. That would be super cool. <laughs> <laughs> that would be super cool. I'm laughing because I can see Moira Rose oh on your little oh God. <laughs> So there we're going. I actually, <laughs> when you said, I've got a couple and you're going to be surprised, my she's going to freaking say Moira Rose. All right. I know okay. it. Okay. The whole reason I'm Moira saying Rose. That's right. Okay. So for all of you that have seen. <laughs> Who's that? Okay. You haven't oh, seen it then. Not a Shits Creek Shits fan. Creek. Oh, so Shits Creek. I mean, you, you've all probably watched it. I'm really late to the game. <laughs> but I graduated mm-hmm. not too long ago and finished the sixth season. And I love the mom. I love all the characters, but I love Moira Rose. I love her wigs. I love her crazy styles. I love her one-liners. And granted, it's probably not who she is in in real life. Oh, no, definitely characters no. she's created. But this, she's very but, different. But the, her whole character, man, I hope she got like 20 Grammys for that. For, for <laughs> that <Emmys>. Whatever. <laughs> Grammys, Emmys, whatever, for that performance. That because I was, I was so just, every time she'd walk into a room, I'm like, shit, here she goes. Here she goes. <laughs> so, well, yeah, she definitely was someone that she thought very highly of herself and she's pretty self-absorbed, but then she grew as she got older because her circumstances changed. But yeah, she definitely, she was given a card of humility, but yet she did not give up the wigs. No, (laughs) she, she, so it's fun. Did you watch the last episode where they really talked about developing her character was so fun. Did you watch it? I totally did. Oh, it's so cool because the fashion was such a big deal and, um, (laughs) <laughs> she stood out in that small town, but she stayed true to who she was, yeah. and it was very important for her to keep up her image and and also to be so like unique and diverse and yeah, yeah. with her different so many different facets of her personality and and her vocabulary was so fabulous. Oh, oh my god! So I the very last episode where sh- the wedding. Oh god! <laughs> Dude, when, when they open when they opened the door and she was freaking. <laughs> <laughs> to the hilt in that headdress. Oh. <laughs> when she walked out. She looked like a gay pope. Right. right. My 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 kid looked at that and he goes, What the, the heck? heck? <laughs> what is and happening? And I'm like, this couldn't be more of a send-off for I her. I know, right? <laughs> yes. I love it, David. So oh my God. so if you haven't watched Shit's Creek. At least Patrick just watch it, or just that for, part. For well, just for her <laughs> character because her one-liners, oh my heck! Like, like so at the wedding when the doors open, I uh-huh. literally laughed out loud and almost peed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, awesome! So so awesome! The so she's the best. Have you thought of any alphas? No, so I seriously. Okay, now the, listen. This episode, we just so we're kind of flying off the cuff because we had a guest plan, but it's. We're struggling to get it done because, and, know, and he is coming. He's gonna he be is coming. coming. We just don't know what. He has to get like approval from the city of Boise, so um, we're working on that. But 
anyway, so this. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I had like thirty minutes to like think through this. So. Okay, so let's describe some other okay. types of females. Let's talk about what a beta female is. Okay. Um, a beta female is usually more insecure and emotionally dependent on the people around them, and so I think we can all kind of kind of agree that there's some people that we jive with and there's some people that we don't and and when you're really like secure with the person that you are you can feel other people's energies and what they bring to the table Mm -hmm. and whether it's going to suit you or if it's not so if you are the the like we'll say a beta female who is usually a little bit more insecure and emotionally dependent on other people you're probably not going to jive with the alpha female. You're probably going to be one of those people that is a little bit more intimidated by by her self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And so you're probably that's probably not going to be your tribe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and and so you would probably jive more with like an omega female. It's more an omega female is definitely more introverted. They're usually usually very, very, very smart, sophisticated, um, but more of what you would call a wallflower, right? And mm-hmm. so you two would probably, the betas, the omegas, they would probably jive a little bit more, wouldn't you say? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm like looking through this. I'm like, eh. I Cersei was oh, introverted nerds, they call me omega. <laughs> I'm definitely not that. <laughs> oh my goodness. I know. I was, they call I, I was, the nerds? This this particular site, it says the Omega woman is a lot like that stereotype of introverted nerds, very smart but discreet, shy, studious, reserved, sensitive, fragile, and quiet. They go to the library and stuff like that. So <laughs> I that's definitely gosh. not me. I'm definitely not an introvert. No, I'm not either. So I oh my heck, if I can't find it, I'm gonna be so sad. So now let's talk about alpha <laughs> alpha males for I gotta a minute. Say, I gotta this really quick. Oh, oh go ahead. I'm laughing at this. This is the Delta. People define the Delta woman as an alpha female who did not do too well. <laughs> she failed. <laughs> oh shit. I'm like, oh my God. Oh. So al- alpha males. So sometimes they say if you've got two dominant parties, that that can clash a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. That's so. If given the right combo between two alphas, it can also be on the opposite spectrum and be more of what people call a power couple. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. And so that's according to Google, and Google's always correct. Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my heck. I wish I would have wrote this down because um, I was reading about relationships with an alpha male, and oh, oh. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. So here's the question. What is an alpha male like in the bedroom? Oh, good Lord. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Because I am not going to sugarcoat this one <laughs> bit. Lay it out there. An alpha male will talk dirty to you in bed. He will be a little rough during sex, fitting his maleness deeply into you, <laughs> getting you so excited that you dig your your fingernails into his back, scream his name while he pounds you hard. Oh my God. Making you come so hard as you ride the waves of ecstasy. Oh my God. That's my husband. (laughs) (laughs) 
I I could diagnose him. You are an alpha male, man. Oh my have. god. Bravo to Travis. Bravo, Bravo. to Travis. <laughs> Well, I am the single gal, and I have not encountered an alpha male for a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) Alpha plastic something? Right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So didn't you say you think you're a sigma? So, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I have always kind of uh, identified myself as an alpha female because I just, it was the card that I was dealt. I don't feel like I was born that way but just given the obstacles in life and current circumstances I'm either alpha or I'm I'm gonna drown right Mm -hmm. so that's what I've always identified myself as but as I was reading through all these different definitions sigma kind of jumps out to me a little bit more um The definition of a sigma female is while she's often a leader and goal-oriented, she is a woman that doesn't want to follow the rules. Mm. And that is kind of me. I'm looking at this as like it is impossible not to look at how a sigma woman enters an environment when she speaks or acts, people are aware of it. That's definitely you. Yeah. But but she also has a lot of the, the qualities of an alpha female. Mm. She's confident. She's independent. You know, she really just handles her world, right? Mm. Um, so I didn't find too much of a difference other than she doesn't really want to follow the rules. And, yeah. you know, my whole life, if I, I, I was raised in a very structured upbringing, which I, will, I, I won't pull any credit from. It, w- it was... It was amazing. I came from a very loving home. But being told to do certain things and act a certain way and comb my hair a certain way and always present yourself this way, sometimes I didn't want to. And so I didn't. You know, I was told to go to seminary. Well, there were days I wasn't in seminary. I was doing something else. Exactly. And so so those are kind of the the the, the rules that I would that I would break. So, but it also has brought me to a type of independence and a type of structure that is, is a lot, I think, better for me and my household and how I raise my kids and giving them choices and helping them understand that every action has a consequence, whether it's good or it's bad or, you know what I mean? Right. And, and so I think that it just helps my kids be better humans. Mm-hmm. Not to say I was raised bad because I wasn't. I mm-hmm. I love my family and I love my parents. They did nothing wrong. Right. But uh, like to, it's been a journey to find my own identity, and oh, it's yeah. a journey that is not going to quit until I'm in the grave. Oh yeah. So so as I'm reading this Delta one, I'm thinking this does fit me for the most part because it says that, so. Basically, I definitely have a lot of alpha qualities. You know what I mean? As far as right, I don't mind being in charge. I like to voice my opinion. I like to assert my energy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't mind being, I like being a leader. I like teaching. I like stuff like that. But this is basically like, I'm not like a super, like, dominant, basically. But it's like, I like this because it says that um, that I'm a realist, which I very much am. Not you much, are. You know what I mean? Yep. I definitely like to look at things and, and put a reality spin on it. Like, I don't like to blow things out of proportion, I don't get overly emotional. I'm definitely more of a accepting things the way they are and not putting so much judgment on other people. I like to look at 
personality and I like to I like to examine and re- like evaluate everything instead of spinning my own bullshit. You know what I mean? Um, and this it talks a lot about being self-conscious, which is definitely it says um, internal struggle against her own insecurities. In other words, she believes her flaws are bigger than they really are. Oh, that's so you. Totally. That's totally you. <laughs> oh my goodness! But I wouldn't like I wouldn't no. I wouldn't look at you and be like she is emotionally dependent on the people around you. I wouldn't look at you and be like that's a type of insecurity, right? You know because right. I, yeah, that's that. I I definitely was more that when I was younger, but I have hardened my shell to where I don't get overly emotional. And so I don't know if that's a product of my environment of my experiences more than anything. It is weird to me because I used to be a lot more clingy and emotional when I was younger, but I was also leaving a traumatic environment in my late teens. And so I think it took me a long time for that personal growth. And so I I think that I developed my personality once I got out of this environment of oppression, you know what I mean? Where I was able to learn and grow and glean from other, other alphas, other leaders and kind of, um, gain my confidence by learning who I am. So th- I think this is, I definitely think I'm a blend because I definitely have a lot of confidence in certain things. And it also talks about communication skills, which is huge for me. Yeah. I'm a big communicator and I love to be very open. So. So T, what kind of woman are you? Gangsta. <laughs> <laughs> she rolled in from the OG up. on Bright Angel. <laughs> I do. I have three. How old? So I have a 23-year-old. Mm-hmm. I have a 13-year-old. And I have a nine-year-old. Oh, wow. And then my oldest, oldest is my uh, 39-year-old, my husband. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I'm like, right. you said three. <laughs> Where's the three? That's my oh, biggest Oh, your kid. oldest is the alpha. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. So, so, so as... You know, she and I were kind of talking about this as on the drive down here. You know, she was talking about some of the things that were easier raising her oldest as opposed to now her 13 and her nine year old. Mm-hmm. And and it truly is a journey, you know, yeah. a journey to knowing what kind of woman you are and knowing how to parent your kids different because they are different. Right. 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 So, like, I mean, I would probably look at you. You're very, very extroverted. So you don't fit that. <laughs> you do not fit that omega introverted <laughs> definition <not>. at all. <laughs> when I first met her, like I pulled in my driveway and they pulled in behind me and they had nothing but a rental car. Uh-huh. And she was straight up on FaceTime going, we're here. We're here. <laughs> Now, when Ashley house, right across the street, right across the street, yeah. and then I see Ashley coming by, she's like, "Hey, neighbor!" Yeah. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get along. <laughs> we're gonna get." I gave you a big hug. I was like, "This girl is this a sister." Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's my sister. Awesome. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so where did you move directly from? From Oahu. Oh, you did. You mm-hmm. came right from Hawaii. To she's straight Idaho. from the straight from the surf to the pines. Interesting. So, yeah. what brought you? Oh, a lot of things. Um, my husband got a job. Okay. Here, um, Hawaii's just not the same. I've like, heard. You know, if you go there, it's nice to vacation. No, Sally Ashley, but to live there, it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, things change. Mm-hmm. Politics change. Mm-hmm. It's pretty corrupt there now. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> it is yeah, too it bad. Is. 
<laughs> That's a bummer. So are you liking Idaho? Are you missing the ocean? Are you I love crazy? Idaho. Like, okay, good. Like, I never thought I'd be here. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you guys, you also, ladies. <laughs> I'm just, like, staring at you guys like, wow, you guys do have doing this for, like, 30 years? Yeah. For sure. 30, 30, 30 freaking years. Well, so when you think about it, I think the reason we're so comfortable with it is because of our our career choice because we have to be put in a position. So I think to be successful at what we do, we have to be put in this position where we're in the driver's seat. We're working independently. We're not the doctor, but yet we're his PA PA, pretty much. Right. (laughs) And so you are, you're in the driver's seat. So you have to make these decisions. You can't be leaning on someone else. So you're not in a, it's still a leadership role and you have to exert your confidence in front of your patient or they're not going to take you seriously. So mm-hmm. I feel like if you're more passive, you're not going to be as successful because your patient isn't going to feel that energy from you to accept and learn from you. And, and so I think that also we have to be comfortable with anyone we meet because we're about to put our hands in your mouth, mm-hmm. which is like intimate breaching. Right. It's so intimate. And so you have to get really comfortable with communicating with every different style of person. So I don't think we have a problem just speaking our mind and talking to whoever, you know what I mean? So, um, and the whole reason we decided we wanted to podcast is when we thought we were funny. (laughs) We are funny. (laughs) And, and two, like you said, we're three on (laughs) (laughs) three unbiological sisters that have a lot to say because we, I feel like we do have a lot to say. Well, we have a lot to say, but it also, for well, for me personally, it's kind of therapy. Mm-hmm. I get to just straight up talk about feelings, emotions, things that, you know, I've grown up with, some of the obstacles that I've conquered, you know, and it really came down to a choice in my life. I had a choice to be wounded or wise. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't choose to be wounded because you don't go anywhere if you're mm-hmm. wounded. Right. And so you can, you can take whatever circumstances and use it as a lesson or a blessing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just finding that perspective to help you move on. And and for me to talk about it because I'm such a communicator, mm-hmm. um, whether when whether we have two listeners, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. like it really helps me to to get it out and just feel better. It's kind of like you take the weights off your shoulders and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, it's time to just become wise let mm-hmm. loose <laughs> yeah. aloha you ain't got no bra ash you feeling loose no. <laughs> your nipples that's confidence girl yeah. listen i have a bra on i'm just <laughs> oh, constantly <laughs> nipping out all the time and so you know what you're welcome you, you are welcome <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the hobby let's just take off our bras hobby. right now that oh, was God. like the best freaking compliment of the day <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, right? <laughs> Perma nips. I have a two. Right. <laughs> Is that from nursing babies? I don't know what Gary has the Farrah Fawcett nipples, like Jody said, but that's what, yeah. It's the boob jobs. It's the boob jobs. The permanips and you no, know what? Embrace it. Stretch your nerves all out when they. Oh uh, my gosh. In there. <laughs> my arrows used to be this small. They're like this big now. They stretched? Yeah. For real. Interesting. Reals. I know. Just from oh, children. Did it happen to you guys? No. No. Oh. They're the I'm, same. I would say they're just. They're cold more often. I would say that, yeah, having a boob job and just nursing kids, you definitely. <laughs> I went to Vegas once and I had this top on that did not have lining in it. And you're in the water. And so, yeah, you're nippy. And this, <laughs> this guy was getting married. We were hanging out with a bunch of um, 
like bachelor parties and stuff. Just actually we were visiting with a bunch of really cool people from Canada. And the groom was like super respectful, not being weird or anything. They were nice people. But um, when we were saying goodbye, he was like, and on a personal note, I have to thank you for the permanips all weekend. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, you're welcome. So That's awesome. Glad I could need assistance <laughs> of service. What is that? Love it. Oh, That's so right. freaking funny. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But I have to be careful of that at work. Like, I'm glad we wear black all the time because I wear, like, these – I don't want to wear padded bra. They're already too big. i got to mm. smoosh them down. <laughs> so the, the nipples are definitely a thing. I just embrace. I just oh, don't care. I can't do you that know? at work, though. Why? I, well, I don't know. Why? <laughs> I don't – no. I don't want <sighs> – men look at your boobs enough. I don't need to draw attention to them when I'm in well, then professional uh, mode. Hi, we're professional. Quit being a pervert. I know. Quit looking. Close oh. your eyes. Filthy animal. Yeah, filthy animal. <laughs> Even though my titties are, like, on you half the time. That's right. <laughs> right? You're oh like, no. shh, I'll lacerate your papilla. <laughs> Can that happen? People are like, what did she say? It could happen. You're like, Hold still. let me show you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're bleeding. <laughs> Sorry about that. We don't do that. We don't do that. Unless on purpose. Oh, my God. Oh. Well, Ashley and I were talking about... It's interesting. So I, if you, so on the way here, I was contemplating. I wonder what type of woman I would consider my mother, because I don't. It's interesting because your formative years, right? The years, like literally your first. What do they say? Your first ten years, like after ten, there's not a lot of change that's going to happen. I don't know if I agree with that, because I think you're in front. But I think it's a journey. I think it's a journey there's for a lot sure. Of changes, yeah. but if you haven't received that love and affection, I was wondering in your home because I know I got a lot of tenderness and physical touch and a lot of that, and that is definitely what the, what I put out to the room. My mom said I was a cuddly kid. I really love that. Was your mom like that? So so it's interesting now that I'm. I guess I'm more aware. Um, my mom is very much a beautiful, beautiful woman. Um, she had four kids, decided to go back to college. Um, she got her teaching degree um, and taught fifth grade for eight years, then went back and got her master's degree in administration. And so now she's in principal mode, mm-hmm. complete alpha, right? Mm-hmm. She is, and she was a principal for 20 years. Um, I remember going into you know, her office and stuff like that, and just watching her in her element. And she was very much like, I mean, she could stand in front of all those middle school kids and shut them right up with a snap of her fingers, Mm -hmm. right? Like, she's principal, she's going to dominate that room. But then on the flip side, when she would come home, like, it was almost like she took off that coat and she could just relax and be funny and be my mom Mm -hmm. right and so where she wore a few different hats like she definitely had the alpha tendencies which you know honestly when I was in the middle of my divorce like she is the rock that I needed Mm -hmm. to to get my hair done put my put my lipstick on and go conquer the world and that's what she would say Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how you're feeling on the inside you spike your hair you get your lips on and you go do something and so that is what I did and that's kind of what helped me through it Mm -hmm. you know and so at the time definitely what I needed but now let's fast forward to right now 
I would consider her, she's, she's retired, she's not a principal anymore, she doesn't have to wear that coat, and so she absolutely doesn't. Um, I would consider her more, um, more of a beta, not insecure so much, but very much emotionally dependent on her partner of 15 years, my mm-hmm. dad. Mm-hmm. And and I watch that relationship and he's very much that. I watch how 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 they are lost without each other. I mm-hmm. watch how they get lost in traffic together and they think it's funny, mm-hmm. right? They just are they're in their elderly years and definitely more codependent mm-hmm. on each other. And so I do think through life we do have that point where it's kind of like women you know we have our time period where we are very much in baby making mode Mm -hmm. right and then once you have your kids you graduate into oh I can't even imagine going back to that age right because we're past that and Mm -hmm. so I think we we do have our our time when it is time to wear that coat dominate go but then as we get older we can put on a different one Mm -hmm. don't you think yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely. That was well, such a long explanation. <laughs> my I just mouth, wanted to know if she hugged you a lot. Ma- so, <laughs> so my mom was very, very much, she she nurtured for okay, sure. Good. I am her I youngest. I am her only daughter. And I did not realize how spoiled I was until it was not on my dad's checkbook anymore. And then I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was not spoiled. I'm serious. It's so I, funny. When, yeah. when, when I got married and he was like, there you go, I was like, oh, this is stupid. This is, this is so stupid. <laughs> and then when I got divorced, I was like, Daddy, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, go get a job. Go get a job. <laughs> I, yeah, that is curious to me because I definitely was not – we did not get what we wanted. We were definitely we were definitely loved and nurtured and everything. But once we hit a certain age, there was no here's your lessons and here's your. I mean, it wasn't like that. Definitely wasn't like that. So it's I'm definitely different towards my kids. But I also don't want them to be these little brats. So they still no. have to buy their own stuff. They have to buy a lot of their own stuff, which is good. Well, but and at, at, at what age, you know, would you say? Because I, I think, you know, some people say, 18, you're old enough to vote. You can drive a car. You can you can go get that job. You're still children, mm-hmm. oh, right? Yeah. You still need that mentoring. You still need that molding. I mean, even into your early 20s, oh, yeah. you just have the, you barely have the big toe in. And so that's another stage of parenting for us because it's like, okay, well, I can't come in and just fix it for you. Mm-hmm. I have to really teach you. To, you have to let them fail a little for bit. For sure. Because that's where success happens. The mm-hmm. failure is the foundation of success. Cole's going through that right now. So he is, you know, earning his associate's degree in high school. And I'm super proud of him. And, like, Gary's really good at being on top of everything. I really am not. I, I try to be. And I ask for him, like, come talk to me. I love, you know, your career path because he's interested in medicine. And so I love all that stuff. But he... He definitely doesn't want to, like, burden us, which is an interesting aspect of his personality. He's like, he doesn't want to bug us too much. But um, he had a class that he d- wasn't really given all the tools that he needed to be successful. However, he didn't go above and beyond to make that happen. So he did not pass his chemistry class. Oh. So this year he kind of, you know, he had to have a zero period, which was cool, like where he gets to go into school late. And then he was going to take psychology, which I was stoked about. Well, he has to retake that chemistry class. And so now he's not going to get to take psychology and he's going to have to take this class over 
but I'm glad that we didn't rescue him and make him like, you need to do this and you need to do that because he's now experiencing doing something that's not all that pleasant. Oh, yeah. And so I definitely don't think you need to rescue your kids all the time. They need to fail so that they can learn what they have to go through if they, you know, growing if they don't pains push. Are key. Yeah, so you got to allow them to have those growing pains yeah. for sure. And my husband struggles with that. Like, I'm like, do it yourself. Like, he'll be like, they need to eat. I'm like, then they need to figure that out themselves. Well, I'm not going to, you know yeah. what I mean? So definitely that's a battle in our household. He likes to do everything for him because that's how his mom was, which, but he's not like that. Like, it didn't, he's so motivated. So even though she did everything for him, his personality didn't sit back and just loiter. That just wasn't him. Right. So. What about your mom? Yeah. Is she? I would say she's really nurturing. I mean, mm-hmm. she breastfed me till I was like almost five. Whoa. Really? Yeah. That's probably a cultural you, thing. I was like, hey, mom, put it away. I would just grab it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. Is that a cultural thing? No. It's not. No. Interesting. I just was attached to her. Was it you or was it her? It was me. Oh, okay. So she finally put this thing like um, this numbing cream and it makes it taste really bitter. Yeah. That's what kind of weaned me away from it. So. Interesting. So you were like almost going to kindergarten yeah. with a backpack on when you're like, I've got to say goodbye to the boob. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? I still wow. remember too. You remember wow. doing it? Uh-huh. Well, like I still remember tasting that thing. gross taste and I was like, I don't want that anymore. Wow. Yeah, I can taste it in my mouth. That milk. is so weird. Okay, so interesting. Were you the baby? <laughs> I mm-hmm. you were the okay. baby. Okay, All right. I could see. Okay, so, so it's I, an attachment for her too. Yeah, like you're the last one. You're the last like one. you're right because my older brother, he was um, um, formula. <laughs> I think interesting. <laughs> interesting. He got you're the right. shit. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's so nasty. I remember having a really hard time with letting go of that with my first one because I remember that he turned away from me, you know, like at six months. And I thought it was over and I was devastated, devastated. Come to find out it was just something I ate because then he was, once I maybe got rid of what, I don't know what it was, but then he kind of expressed interest again and I was so like relieved. So I was bummed when my second one couldn't do it, like super bummed. Like he just couldn't keep up with me. I was like a freaking cow. And I was drowning him, and he's <laughs> dramatic. So now I get why he couldn't handle it. But I was bummed. Like, I thought it was such a cool thing. And I wouldn't have done it that long. A year was good for me. But um, I did think it was super cool. But I could not imagine with a child with teeth and everything. Mm-hmm. I thought breastfeeding was absolutely the worst time of my life. I made <laughs> it four to six weeks, and then I was like, I like my nips too much. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I thought it was yeah. so cool. I, I didn't find it cool at all. And I, and I think it was a mental barrier between, okay, they- Well, you what, were going through a hell of a lot. Right. But but I've always considered breasts like a sexual ornament, okay. right? And so when they went from sexual to functional, and all of a sudden I'm squirting him in you. the eye with freaking four streams- <laughs> <laughs> the spray. The spray. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was such a buzzkill. Okay. That is interesting. No, I yeah. did not have that at all. So my mom, um, she would actually, her first cousin, my auntie Sherry, because I would drink all her milk, she would actually pass me over to my auntie and I would nurse off of her too. Interesting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that it, it's so funny that women are so weird about the whole breastfeeding thing, but way back in the day, there was a wet nurse and that was like oh, their yeah. job. Yeah. And you would, you would if like, if like some mother died in childbirth, yeah. you would take over for that baby or 
it was definitely yeah. more communal and it wasn't thought of as at, yeah it was very different and women get so hung up on oh my god it's it's well, so they interesting get hung to up me. on the fact that it's inappropriate you know people don't want to see it yeah. and and you know whatever really it is a beautiful thing it because is amazing you, yeah you like, you are sustaining life and it's what we were made for for right. sure for sure yeah so my, okay. mo- my mom was gangster <clears throat> though because she said um she would actually pull me out of the car seat and drive and breastfeed me at the same Whoa. time. Whoa. Interesting. Before airbags. <laughs> for sure, before airbags. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh. So do you still have that pretty special bond with your mom? Oh, I do. Yeah? I do. She's like my my, my spiritual leader, my loving mom. She. So so how, they're still cute. in Hawaii. Yeah, they're in so, the Hilo. Yeah, I was going to say, how was that making that break and moving away? Probably pretty emotional. She cried. Well, you probably did too. I tried not to because <laughs> I didn't want to cry in front of her. And she tri- She didn't want to cry in front of me because she didn't want to make me feel bad like for leaving. Right. But she cried the whole time. She still cries. I talk to her Aww. every day, FaceTime Aww. her just to, so, hey, Ma. So when do you think they're going to make their way out? Um... Hopefully next week, not. Okay. Right. Are they going to stay for a month like Travis's parents? Uh, hopefully the whole year. I'm trying to convince her to live with us. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. <gasps> There's a house next door for sale. I know. Right? This is, and the price just dropped. I know. We could use another cool neighbor. Oh, my god. She could probably cook, too, right? My mom is like, no, she can't. No, She's she not? never cooked. Wow. My mom is um, rice? half Irish, half Filipino, oh. but she never cooked. So, so I think I get my Irish from the drinking <laughs> and then the Filipino from the cooking. <laughs> well, that I blame so her. <laughs> I'm pulling some pretty good recipes from Tara. Bacon, bacon fried, fried rice. rice. <laughs> I've made four Whoa. batches. <laughs> and I did make the teriyaki chicken. Oh, you did. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. I've not eaten today. I'm really We're going to make you some. <laughs> oh, damn. Make yes. you some bacon fried rice. Yes, yes. please. Ashley's got it already well so mm. that's the one thing that my kids were like whoa and it was we would eat it because it makes so much and th- my kids would be like it's gone make some more four batches oh my god four I wish batches. my kids ate like that it's like 20 cups of rice that is <laughs> i've got it i've got it down to a tea mm. love it yep it's so good Cheese and the recipe to a tea <laughs> Yep, Miss awesome. Tiara. We have totally <laughs> wavered off topic, but that is okay. That's yeah, right. Yeah. And wavered was not the right word. Isn't it weird how your brain does? That's right. We just like took it. We took a squirrel. Mo- no, we what took a squirrel moment. Veered. Squirrel. Veered. See, download. You gotta wait for that word to download. <laughs> we veered off topic because yeah, we can do that because we're because we can because we can. No one. We don't need permission. But look what time it is. We have to wrap up. Which we do. Is sad. And well, I'm starving. I is that why we started talking about food and all of a sudden you want to just like wrap this really up? I'm really hungry. <laughs> I'm really, really hungry. All right, ladies. Well, if we can leave you with anything, if you have not identified as what type of female you are and all of the character traits that come with that type of female, I would suggest that you go do some research because it really, it, 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 it will really help you get to know yourself a little bit better. The reason why I thought about this <laughs> she topic. She points at me. She so whipped her finger at me. Let me tell you. The reason why I thought about this topic is I was on the mountain this morning, and as I was coming home, I was listening to the episode with Mason that we just revisited. Oh, did uh, you, it, okay. it launched. Did you like it? I loved it. Oh, cool. So, so it launched today, and he said something in that episode that it, he he doesn't – 
he doesn't know how to identify himself. And when someone says, you know, like, who are you? He oh, identifies yeah. himself as what he does as hobbies or his work environment or what he's associated with. And so as I thought, who well, Mason, I remember that. Yeah. So, so I thought to myself, okay, well, how do, what kind of woman am I? If someone were to ask me that question, would I identify myself as the things I'm associated with, as the single mom, the hygienist, the entrepreneur, all that kind of stuff? Or if we take that those olive branches out of the equation, who am I as a whole? Have I recognized my personal exclamation points? Do I mm. know why I don't want to be the color beige? Or how do I present myself in a room that speaks volumes, but yet there's silence? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that's what got me thinking, well, what kind of woman am I? And so, you know, not that I'm going to let Google decide what kind of woman I am, but I right. thought about the alpha female definition and I thought, well, what else is associated with that? And as I was going through, I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. So if I have no idea, there's a really good chance mm -hmm. that there's a lot of women out there that truly haven't asked themselves that question. So if we leave you anything today, it would be, you know, just take your journey, figure out what type of woman you currently are, what you aspire to be, mm -hmm. and and share it share it with other women, share it with the world, and and definitely know your exclamation points for yeah. sure. Yep, I would agree. I think it's good to know who you are so that you can share it with the world and be a light for someone else. For and, sure, be the light in a dark room. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Because so, we're all different, but we're all unique and special. I think there's, yeah. I love it. Yep. I, All love, right, I love learning about ourselves. Thank you for joining Thank us today. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> I'm excited I'm to hang honored. out with you, Thank man. You. I'm, I want to come over and hang out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm going to start talking. You can like you, though. I'm going to be like, Because <laughs> <laughs> as I listen to people, she's got that Hawaiian thing oh, going on. There you go. Which you sounds a little bit Mexican, like a little bit of Hispanic flavor. <laughs> that's so interesting, but that's like the... But I think Filipino yeah. and Mexican, they're like Pretty Hispanic. Much the same, yeah. Because Joe Coy talks about that a lot. Yeah. That they always, people are like, are you Mexican? You know yeah. what I mean? But anyway, <laughs> but that, that accent, I like it. It's cool. <laughs> it's nice. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace out. <laughs>